Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome, everyone, to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray. I am so excited. I get to meet the coolest ladies. I have the bestest job in the world. I love it. Well, it's not. It's a job. It's, it's more of like a passion and a hobby. But I am so excited about this week's guest. She is a competitive pinball player. She's ranked in the top 100 and has been in the top 10 over the past couple of years in the women's bracket from Columbia, Missouri. Help me welcome Miss Sunshine Vaughn. Yay! Hi. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on the show, for taking time out. I know you've been traveling, and I appreciate you taking um, some time to talk with us today. Well, thanks for inviting me on. I um, appreciate the welcome. Yeah, No, I'm so excited. I, we've met briefly in person before. I know you probably don't remember me, but um, I met you at the Bat City Open a couple of years ago, and I was like, she's so cool. Oh. And she's like, and she's a, a, a bad beep, like, a uh, pinball player. So she's super awesome. And I was like, man. And when I started the podcast, one of my colleagues, Chris Doyle, who's a fan of the show, he's like, you got to get sunshine on. I'm like, I know she's on the list. Um, <laughs> so I was very, very excited when you agreed to come on this show. So thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. But sunshine for people who don't know who you are, who, who don't know the awesomeness that is sunshine. Uh, can you tell us about your pinball journey, where you started from and where you're at today? Okay. Well, I started when I was a little girl. I had to actually pull up a stool to uh, look over the glass and play pinball. My parents would take me to um, an arcade. Um, I went to Aladdin's Castle, and I was much more interested in playing the pinball machines than I was the video games. That's kind of when I started. Um, I started really super young. My grandparents had an EM um, in their basement, so I played Spanish Eyes. When I was a very young, young, um, I was, I don't know, 11, 12, and I'd go down to the basement with my brothers and we would play Spanish Eyes all day long. And then, you know, I played off and on. I played a little bit in college uh, just to, you know, take a break from the studies and relax. And I played Lethal Weapon 3 a lot when I was in college. And it wasn't until I was a homeowner um, in Tallahassee, Florida, that, um, you know, it pretty much occurred to me pretty quick that I could own a pinball machine now that I owned a home. And so I bought um, a Doctor Who and played a lot of that game at home. Um, I got pretty hooked on video pinball. Um, the Farsight Studios had a, you know, Pinball Hall of Fame Williams collection, and I played on, mm -hmm. on the Xbox um, for hours and hours and hours. And there was a place in Tallahassee, um, that, a repair shop um, called Arcade Age, um, and they started hosting monthly tournaments. Um, they're now known as Flipping Great uh, Pinball. Um, you can still find them in Tallahassee. Go check them out. They're great. Um, but anyhow, they started uh, doing monthly IFPA tournaments. Um, and I had no idea that competitive pinball was a thing. And I was um, very excited, you know, because once a month I could play in a tournament and 
they had, you know, you can get ranked as a, as a world pinball player. I mean, that was just crazy to me. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. And I, um, I got second place in the first tournament I ever played in. It was, you know, a small tournament of about 10 to 12 people. Um, but pretty much then I was, I was hooked. Um, and, uh, when I, so I did those monthly tournaments and, um, those monthly tournaments were enough to get me qualified for the Florida state championship. Um, the very, the very first year that they did state championships, um, I'd managed to just squeak in as, I mean, I was an alternate and then somebody didn't, wasn't able to, to come. So I came in as the 16th seed, um, and played the number one seed and actually took him, you know, all the way to like four games, like the four to three in the state championship. Right. So, um, so that was exciting. And, and then I moved to North Carolina and then my pinball world just kind of exploded because there was, uh, you know, pinball in Raleigh, uh, there was pinball in Charlotte. And then I just kind of, uh, went a little nuts and started playing every weekend and, um, you know, started traveling hardcore uh, for pinball. So, and I've been kind of doing that ever since. So I saw your IFPA profile and I just, I was like, oh my God, she's been all over the country playing (laughs) pinball. I want to be you when I grow up, Sunshine. I'm like, I'm trying to get out of Texas, which is actually a challenge in itself. Well, that is such a big state. I I mean, um, when you're on the East Coast, it's a lot easier to travel to many more states. If you're out West, then um, you're kind of landlocked a little bit. Um, yeah, you've been all over. I mean, of course, you have um, stuff in your area, but I saw that you were up at in the Chicago area for the Pinball Expo. You were at Whipped. You were at the Northwest Pinball uh, Show. I mean, you were just all over the place this year. So well done. I know you were at the Stern uh, Pro event um, as well. And then this weekend, you're going to be in your state championships. Yes. Yay. 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 Congratulations. That's a big deal. So I'm so excited for you. I didn't know if I was going to qualify this year, but I managed to qualify in my state championship just at the very last minute, the very last tournament of the year. And um, so, woo. <laughs> yeah. You're in it. That's all that matters. You're, yeah, you're there and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So uh, good luck in advance. I hope everything goes well and um, you totally Thank kill you. it at the state championships. Um, so Moving into the segment we dub pinball news, there's not a ton of news going on right now. Um, so I, I, listeners, I mean, you, you kind of know, I kind of let people know, hey, these are the things we're going to talk about. And I was like, we don't have a ton of talk about like official news. Um, there were a few things. Uh, did you get a chance to listen, a chance to listen to the Macho Man podcast? I did. Yep. I listened. Well, I listened to all of them today. I found the well, time. Yeah, you found the time, like you found 10 minutes to listen to all the podcasts. I did, Um, I did. For those of you who haven't heard, I'll include a link in the show notes. Um, It's somebody, we don't know who it is, but they are doing a, um, I don't want to say it's a a great Macho Man impersonation, but it is a impersonation. But um, it's very, very funny, very irreverent, not something for the kids. Um, but it, it's very interesting and I would love to know who it is. I guess that's like my one thing. I have no idea who it is. Well, the, I mean, that's part of the appeal is, is you're trying to guess, okay, who is this weirdo? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. You're like, yeah, not playing with the full deck, but it is fun. If you guys haven't checked it out again, we'll include a link in the show notes, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it is, it is very, very funny. Um, something else. So this came, um, 
Dick Curtis, who's a friend of mine who uh, does a lot of stuff with the Bat City area and in Austin, he sent me a link from Pinside. I don't go on Pinside. I actually canceled my Pinside account. I stay off Pinside because sometimes it's a little too Pinside-y. I, I, I feel that that should just be a term. Um, but I have to read it. I'm going to read part of it. I'm not going to read all of it. But I'll include a link to the uh, the uh, actual thread from Pinside. And the Pinside thread is titled, Pinball Themes That Women Want. And for the most part, it was uh, posted by men. And my oh, favorite post course. and the one that posts the post that Dick sent to me, and I'm not going to read the whole post, but it says, well, from what I've heard, the Hallmark, Harlequin and Women's Channel romantic theme material should work well. I was like, what? <laughs> and the guy might be uh, uh, being kind of playing up the satire a bit, but, you know, he talks about, you know, the, the Ellie edition could have a chandelier and, you know, mirror slide blades. And I'm like, what? But all of the posts on here, um, Property Brothers, House Hunters, you know, the Downton Abbey. And it, it, they're, I mean, I feel like part of them that are being funny. And then another part of me is like, I think they're serious. <laughs> and uh, Dick had actually posted, you know, Lauren ha- Lauren Gray has this podcast for women and they never mention any of these things. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, do you feel, Sunshine, that maybe there is this misconception that, you know, we have to have girl-themed pinball machines or like... You know, is that that something you think about? I think it's kind of ridiculous because I think women have um, all sorts of tastes in just about everything. (laughs) And to say that, you know, women like these particular things, these stereotypical like, yeah, we want men with hot abs and yeah, we want romance and yeah, we want girly pink and purple things. I think that's just I'm sure that there are women that like those things, but there are a lot of women that, you know, have you know, other tastes, um, tastes in everything, whether it is, um, I mean, there's metal heads out there that are women that are probably enjoying the hell out of Iron Maiden and Metallica. And um, I, <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I don't really, um, I don't really care what the theme on the pinball machine is. Um, the I don't really look at the back glass when I play pinball. I look at the ball and I like a game that shoots well. You know, I like a, a game that feels good to play and I don't really care what the theme is. So, um, I mean, that's, that's just, that's where I come no. from. I can't really talk about what other women want. I think other women want. And I think that's the idea. It's like there's this idea that, you know, men are going to try to read our minds collectively as women and we're going to come up with these things that we think they like. And I'm not honestly, I like girly stuff. I mean, I like costume period drama. You throw me a Jane Austen movie. I'm ready to go. But at the same time, (laughs) I'm like, that's not like everything I like. And I don't necessarily think that that would make a good pinball machine. No, nobody wants that. No one. But um, it's, that's a part of who I am. It's not all of who I am. And, you know, it, and there are themes out there that I like that I don't think other women would like because it's just specific to me. I just feel like sometimes there's this blanket generalization of like, we think women will like this. Here you go, women. What do you think? It's like, Ugh. well, I, you know what? I think it would be a big step if, um, if we could just not produce pinball machines that actively offend women. Um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you know what? Step think, one. <laughs> yeah, step one. Let's not put things on the back glass that are going to um, just infuriate women. Yeah. You know? um, 
And and you know what the the market is is really there for men. I mean, men are the the main people that buy pinball machines, and um, you know you give you give people what they want, um, but just don't be offensive about it. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's it's so true. It's like, I mean. I think that's an excellent point. I think that step one, let's not try to offend women or, um, you know, have animals looking up skirts or, you know, big, you know, big juicy melons, all kinds of, there's all sorts of things out there that I'm just like, well, we could work on that. That's the the basic thoughtfulness would be, would be great. And a a consciousness. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, so I just, I, listeners, I had to address that. Dick sent it to me a couple weeks ago and I'm just like, I'm laughing. I'm like, what, what is this? So for your enjoyment, uh, for your reading enjoyment, I will include that in the show notes and you guys can peruse that. I'm not telling you to post. I'm not posting. I'm not saying anything. I just wanted to bring it to your attention because I just thought it was funny more than anything else. Um, the other big thing that happened this weekend um, was Indisc, which is It Never Drains in Southern California, which is in the Banning, California area. Um, you were there. Um, a lot of stuff went down at Indisc. I was like, oh, my God. I was trying to watch the stream. So I'm going to give props to um, IE Pinball for the excellent pinball streaming that they did for all of the events. Um, so overall, what do you think about the event? Wow. Um, <laughs> it is an amazing event. And I definitely recommend that everyone go to it. It is so packed full of pinball. And it is so... I really have to give props to Jim and Carl. They put on um, such a world-class tournament. It is so well-organized. Um, it runs so smoothly. Um, and, you know, competition from all over the country, all over the world show up. It's, it's hardcore competition um, with what I think is the most brutal uh, pinball format there is. Um, and that's the card format. So for, for a lot of our listeners, they haven't played a card format before. Can you break that down for, for our listeners and explain exactly what that is? Sure. Um, well, and this is kind of assuming that most of our listeners know what a, a basic herb style pump and dump kind of uh, tournament is. Um, in a just a basic herb style um, best score format, um, you're looking for, you know, you're playing the same game over and over again in order to get the best score that you can get um, compared to other people. And um, in a card format, you have to do that with um, four, four games or five games, depending on the tournament. Um, and they all count. Um, and you can't replay that same game. So if you have a real stinker on your card, like if you have really fantastic, like you blew up two games and then on your third game, the game gave you house balls. Um, that, mm. that pretty much will destroy your card. Um, so it's a, it's a cumulative s- score over four games and what it really rewards, uh, it really rewards consistency um, and not necessarily great scores, but if you can, ha- if you can string four good s- scores together, um, that will give you a good a good ticket, a good card. I've never played in a card tournament. I, I understand what it is, but um, that just seems brutal. I was like, oh my god! It's very high pressurized because every game has to be good. You you cannot uh, screw it up. 
<laughs> you can't screw it up on game one. You can't screw it up on game two or game three or game four or game five. Um, and if you do, then you feel just completely dejected. <laughs> like, oh, man, I just spent all this time and all this energy and all this stress and I just had the worst game. And then, um, you know, a lot of people will just void their ticket at that point. You know, they'll void everything yeah. they just did and start over again. Um it's, oh, it Jesus. is, it is tough. It is really tough. And, um, this is the second year I've gone. Um, and, um, it's such a high once you actually, if you're able to qualify in finals, it makes you feel so good about yourself because it feels like such an accomplishment <laughs> just to qualify for finals. You know? Yeah. I mean, because it, you know, it is incredibly difficult and, and kudos to everybody that goes out and plays like yourself and other players. I mean, it is really difficult. Um, there were several different events at Indisc. Of course they had um, the classics one and classics two. Um, those are, that are uh, machines that are um, 85 and earlier. Correct. I think that's, yeah, I, I, I think yeah. basically. Yeah, and then they had the women's division, and then they also had the actual IFPA Open, which I believe this is the first year for that event. And kudos to Eric Stone. I'm like, oh, my God, the forecast is uh, trophies, 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 trophies <laughs> for that guy. Um, he's a meteorologist, hence the the, the forecasting joke, y'all. Um, I think he's a um, weatherman in Florida. Yes, yes. Um, he took the Open, the IFPA Open, and that was his first major. And he also took, I believe, Classics 2. Um, so congratulations to Eric. Uh, Jason uh, Weirdrick, I hope I pronounced your name correctly, uh, took Classics 1. And then Stephanie Traub took the Women's Division trophy for first place. I mean, I was watching the stream for almost all of them, and it was incredibly competitive and just I, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time I was like oh my god um, <laughs> but it, it was it was very intense y'all I wasn't even there and I was freaking out so um incredibly intense but uh but fun it was fun it, it looked like so much fun and it did I from even from a viewers or spectators um view it looked very well organized. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Just like looking at how it was run. It was so great. And I got to give a lot of love to, I'm calling them the stream team. They're my, <laughs> my dream stream team of Deborah Talman, Maureen Hendricks, and Danny Peck. They were a ton of fun to watch. I mean, they had oh, some great commentators, but did you get a chance to see them? I did. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of their commentary. Um, I think I started watching during the semifinals and um, you know what? I was a bit, um, when I lost in the first round, it, it took me a little while to, to yeah. readjust a little bit. I was really disappointed. Um, there are, are certain tournaments where you, you really hope and wish that you perform to your best of your ability. And I just, I didn't do that. And so I felt really just horrible and, and, um, uh, you know, poor me. <laughs> you know? Um, but I started watching uh, the women's finals and those three women that were on the commentary, they were so fun. Um, and they had such a great chemistry with each other um, that it really just kind of lifted me right up. Um, and I love watching great play and all those women um, were just playing fantastic pinball. Um, and that's exciting. You know, it's exciting to watch, uh, such excellent play and, uh, Stephanie Traub, man. Um, 
Man, like she, a boss. She had, <laughs> she had two points going into game three. And she was cool as a cucumber <laughs> and just completely threw down on Prospector um, and won the game, which led to her, you know, she, she got herself to a tiebreaker with Louise and then, and then she won. Um, I mean, how exciting. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great finals to watch. I definitely, I'll include a link in the show notes to those. The women's final was in. It, it was nail biting to me. I, I loved it. The commentary was great as well. And, and I think that it's challenging sometimes, especially for a player, player of your caliber. I, and I know that, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, what, what are some things that, that you, I mean, besides maybe just watching the game and kind of getting behind others, what are some things that you kind of do to combat that? Cause that's, that's gotta be difficult. The, the mental game, <laughs> yeah, the mental, the, the, the mind behind pinball, because I am actually terrible most of the time. So I have like nowhere to go but up. But for you, I mean, you are one of the top players in the world. So I know that the, the psychology of the sport has to kind of play into it quite a bit. I find that, um, oh, I've, I mean, I've been playing for um, at least six years now. Um, so I have had plenty of wins and I have plenty of losses and all of those, all of that experience helps me become a better player. Um, I find that it is helpful for me to root for my opponents when I'm in a game. Um, I try and visualize them blowing up the machine and then I visualize myself blowing it up even Mm. more. (laughs) <laughs> I love that though. I mean, cause you're wishing good things for everybody. I love that. Yes. yes. So I really like to root for the people that are in my group. Um, other than that, um, I'm really pretty good at, at just playing it a ball at a time. I, I try and stay focused and I, in the past have been really good at, um, clutch play, like when the pressure is on and you're you're the the person behind and it's ball three and you've got to you know you got to find it within yourself to you know keep the ball in play for as long as you can. I've been really good with that um, historically, so I feel like I'm really good about letting a you know the ball go. Like if if I have a bad ball, that's fine. I've got another ball. All right, I've had two bad balls. All right, <laughs> ball three is going to be good. Um, and then if the game is over, you know what, you have to move on, you have to play the next game. But as soon as my round is over, then that's where I'm like, oh, man, you know, why didn't I play better? You know, shouldn't I be better than this? It's um, all the doubts creep in. So exactly. So uh, where, where I really get into trouble is if I have an expectation that I'm going to do well. That's, that's when the ego is there. That's when, uh, you know, it's dangerous. Um, when I play in these big, big tournaments with a hundred to 200 players and I don't think that I'm going to win and I do well, that's the best situation for me (laughs) when I don't, when, when I don't expect to qualify and I qualify and then I'm, I'm just thrilled to be in finals. Um, but if I'm in a small local tournament, um, you know, sometimes I have the expectation that, you know, well, you know, I, I'm the one with the most experience and so I should be playing at a high caliber. And then when I don't, then it's, um, you know, I can be hard on myself. 
Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm still growing and learning as a player. Um, and mostly what I want to learn how to do is how to let go of expectations and just play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's any player at your caliber, people who really compete and travel and, you know, are, are ranked and like not the 5,000s like myself. Um, but it's one of those things where I think that, you know, it, it messes with your head. Like I talked about this a little bit several episodes ago when I was talking about the bat, uh, the bat city open, I, I, I go with zero expectations because I am still baby pinballer and I was owning it. And all of a sudden I'm at the top of the leaderboard and I'm playing Colin McAlpine and everybody from San Antonio was like, Lord, like they're, they're actually doing the shocked face. Like you're doing so well. I'm like, (laughs) we all stop. Okay. First of all, stop acting. They're so shocked. Um, But they were excited for me. But at that point, you know, all those expectations from other people, they were like, you're doing so well. You're, you're, you're going to play like the top tier people. I'm like, stop talking to me. <laughs> Don't stop talking about it. And of course, what happens, it all gets into my head. Yep. I start freaking out. And all of a sudden, all of that culminates to coming to a game I've never played before. And I'm like, yes, this is my nightmare. So <laughs> but, you know, I think about that. So a lot of like what you're talking about is like the, the internal struggle, the, the kind of the things, the doubts that kind of settle in. Do, do you ever have any kind of expectations or any issues with kind of outside influences? Or are you able to tune that out as a player? Um, well, I mean, mostly I can tune it out. But I mean, when people say, oh, here comes Sunshine Bond, she's going to throw down, you know, no pressure. Um, I know, exactly. <laughs> it's like, and you know, there are people that get super excited when they, you know, when they're able to beat me, you know, oh man, I beat Sunshine Bond, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm happy for those people, but I'm also kind of like, you know what? I watch really high level pinball play and I see Keith Elwin not win tournaments. And it makes me feel better that everybody can get a house ball, you know? <laughs> That yeah. even the best players everybody in the world, has a bad day. Everybody has bad games, and thank goodness. Yeah. Otherwise, we would still be playing the same game. You know, I mean, thank goodness games end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, you know that that it actually stops. But and I and, and sometimes I actually feel bad. I was talking about this. It might have been with Joel, but I was I. So Steve Bowden now plays in kind of like our local tournaments. He's so nice. Um, but he has it's a like. Heart. He is such a sweetheart. I love him. Heart emoji, Steve. Heart emoji. But <laughs> it's, and I feel for players like him and Keith. I know that they got their name on banners and all the trophies and stuff. But it's like sometimes I feel like when they're at like kind of your caliber, their caliber, your top tier players. It's like so many people in this weird macabre way are rooting for you to fail. Like I want to be X player, and I'm like that sounds terrible. But at the same time, I'm like. I, I probably would say in my heart, I'm like, I just beat Sunshine Bond. She's one of the best players <laughs> in the world. But then I'm like, I'm such a jerk. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But because I, I feel like these top tier players are people too. They want to win. You know what? Um, what they really want to do is they want to play well. I find that most players are okay with not winning if somebody better than them, uh, you know, plays better than them. Um, if I play to the best of my ability and I'm beaten, I am fine with that. I just want to play to the best of my ability. And sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. And I don't know why it's there sometimes and sometimes it isn't. 
There's just so many variables that go into pinball play. You know, how much sleep did you get? Did you get enough food? Are you drinking enough water? Um, are you in the right mental state to be focused on what you're doing? There's just so many things that play into it. And you don't know how much to blame yourself when when you plunge and the ball goes to an outlane immediately. I mean, was it my fault because I plunged the ball wrong? Or, you know, there's a certain amount of luck in the pinball game and there's certain things that you can avoid and there's certain things you can control, but there are things that you can't control. And it's just a matter of, you know, it, it would just be nice if if we as players, all of us, didn't blame each other, you know, when things go wrong and just had a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Again, if you're, I I say this almost every other episode, if you're not having fun, you are doing it wrong. You know, we should be out there having fun and supporting each other, not tearing each other down. Or, or tearing ourselves down internally. Exactly. You know? Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I will admit too, like after that whole thing, I was my harshest critic because I was so mad at myself that I let people's thoughts get into my head that then I doubted myself. And then I'm like, well, well they're, they're right. What am I doing here? Why am I playing these top tier players? I'm ranked like 8,802 or whatever. Um, so it, it did, it really did mess with my mind. And I don't blame anybody but myself because I let those doubts kind of seep into my head. You know, I don't want to be mad at other people, but it's like, I I have to, to be better at that mental game because that, and I, and I totally commiserate like on a, on a smaller scale, because again, I'm not playing in these bigger tournaments. I want to, um, but it's, it's difficult because you just, you, you, your, your harshest critic and your worst enemy a lot of the times is yourself. That's true. Yep. Yeah. So everyone be nice to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a warm hug. Be nice. Say some kind words. And again, um, don't eat all the trash food. Get, eat some granola bars. Drink some water. Because, oh, my God, every time I go to a tournament, I swear, I'm like, I just want a vegetable. At Like, by day three, I'm like, I, can I just have some broccoli? <laughs> so <Something>. good. <laughs> <laughs> Something not fried. I can't. I can't imagine because I, I'm just not at that that level, but um, I think you're a terrific player. I'm excited to see what Thank you're going to you. be doing next. Um, you know, I want to go to Indisc. Everybody's been selling me on it. You and everybody I've talked to, and that's my fear. Are you coming to Indisc? I'm like, no, I've got to go to work. I, I travel for my <laughs> job and I'm like, I got to be out of town, but um, I was there in spirit and I hope to go next year. So, so you really sold me on it. Well, I mean, even if you don't participate in the competitions, you get to see all of your pinball friends and there's a whole museum of pinball right next to all the competitions. You can play just about any game you've ever heard of. It's amazing. We'll include links to um, all the events and the outcomes, and we'll try to include some video links as well, guys. Um, but Indisc always takes place in January. Um, we don't have dates for the next Indisc yet, but um, as soon as those come out, we'll, we'll roll them over to you guys. So I kind of moving away from Indisc, um, I did want to ask you, um, since we have a, a competition player here, I kind of want to ask you, breaking down a little bit, I know that from time to time, you come across a machine that you have not played. So as as a player, how do you, what is your strategy for breaking down a a machine that you've never seen before, never played? Okay. Well, it kind of depends on how much uh, time has been given to me. There are so many resources on the internet as far as researching how to play games. Um, I mean, you can look at pin tips. um, You can look at um, the internet pinball database and look at play fields. 
I mean, there, there are all sorts of resources out there figuring out how to play a game if you haven't played it before. Um, but if you're stepping up to a machine um, and you're going to play it in about five minutes <laughs> and you don't have a lot of time to do the Internet research, you know what? It's as simple as just hitting the, the shots that are lit because <laughs> usually the, Hit lit the lights. Shots, that's right. That's right. And keep the ball in play. Um, you know, the green lights usually indicate that it might be lock related. <laughs> so, you know, that might be a good thing to aim for. And spinners yeah. are always good in EMs usually, you know, keeping things back up on top is, is advised. So, yeah, you just, you know, try and go for what's lit and hope for the best. <laughs> and and you know what beginner's luck is is the thing <laughs> it's so true so yeah true. i mean sometimes too much rule knowledge is not a good thing <laughs> no no that's an excellent point so since you've played in a lot of different tournaments do you have a favorite tournament style like um do you like do you like the card style do you prefer like more of like a, a papa style i um i really love match play i think a lot of people like match play because it um it's more um social um, you're, you're interacting usually with three other people, um, and there's less sitting and waiting for a machine to become free. Um, and it's a better value for your money. Um, and the thing about pump and dump type tournaments is that you can just keep putting money and money and money and money in. Um, and I, I much prefer flat fee tournaments, um, that give me, you know, more pinball play. Yeah, because I mean, at first you're like, oh, well, this is really expensive. But if you kind of think about how much money you're spending on cards or the pump and dump, you know, it really kind of evens out. And if anything, you're kind of ends up ahead. Well, I mean, you kind of hope for big lines, actually, <laughs> in a pump and dump tournament, because, um, you know, you don't want to blow 300 to $400 quickly. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so... But I prefer flat fee tournaments, you know, limited entry herb style. I also like that. Um, you know, Pinberg. Pinberg. All of Pinberg. Yeah. So that that is coming around the corner. Registration's coming up next month. And I'm very excited. I already have my room and I'm going to be there. Even if I'm not playing in Pinberg, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm so excited about Pinball Summer Camp. So Yay. <laughs> yeah. Pinball no, super Family excited. Reunion. You know, very much so. Very much so. Sunshine, there are so many tournaments out there. What do you see on the horizon next for you besides the state championship series? What what do you see uh, 2020 looking like for you? Oh, wow. You know what? I don't even really plan that far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It just depends on how I feel. um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's I'm really I the state championships are on Saturday and, and my brain is all like trying to prepare for that and get ready for that. And um, probably, you know, in late January, I'll be like, OK, well, what's next? You know, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I don't I don't know, to be honest. I, I signed up for Cactus Jack, so I'm definitely going to play that in Oklahoma um, in uh-huh. 2020. Um, but beyond that, my, my, and you know, I'm going to sign up for Pinberg of her, of course. Um, yeah. but other than that, I don't really know what's on the horizon. I, I certainly, um, have a preference for circuit events. Um, but I am also very mindful of my financial situation. And so I might just play more locally in the next year. So we'll see. Yeah. Cause traveling pin- competitive pinball can get expensive between, you know, getting into the uh, actual event hotel. If you have flights, if it's far enough, it, it just does get kind of expensive. 
Yep. Yep. And I want to be a little more fiscally responsible. So, you know, I might, I might maybe not a tournament every weekend, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe just a big tournament, you know, once a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to scale back a That's bit. Fine. I like it. I like it. Just a little. <laughs> Sunshine. Um, Thank you again for being on the show. I, I, we've had a few like, you know, um, higher ranked competitive players on the show, but I, I think this is the first time we've really delved into like more of the psychology about it. So I really appreciate you being so open with us and, and sharing the thoughts and feelings behind that. So, cause you kind of opened up to us. So I really appreciate that. Uh, there is a book that I recommend that all uh, competitive pinball players read, and that is the inner game of tennis, um, oh, okay. which is a fantastic book. And it really talks about um, how, you know, if you put too much effort into something, if you try too hard, then that'll kind of cause you to be a little bit too tight in your movements. Mm-hmm. And if you can just kind of let go of trying too hard, then then it'll flow better. So I, I definitely recommend that book for, to everybody. I will put that in the show notes, guys. I, I have heard of that. Somebody's recommended that book to me before, but I've never read it. So I'm definitely going to check that out. It is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, as we wrap up our show, um, we have a segment called Inside the Pinball Arcade, where we ask questions of our guests to find out more about their pinball mind. These are fun questions. <laughs> um, so um, are you ready to play? I, I am. I guess I am. I hope I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. So why okay. not? All right. <laughs> All right. Question number one, Sunshine. What game do you love? I love my favorite game of all time is Quicksilver. Um, and that game can be really brutally hard, but every time I play it, I just enjoy the heck out of it. So that is, that's my favorite. That's, I love that one. All right. Question number two, what game do you hate? Oh, um, you know, at the moment, um, I'm not a big fan of Ghostbusters. And I think I think that to some degree it has to do with the gap between the flippers, but it's also the fact that Ghostbusters theme song just keeps going and going and going the entire game. It's on a loop. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> um, so Yeah, it's like it's the loop of the theme song and that you know, from the I was like, oh god. <laughs> yes, from a, from an audio perspective, I'm I'm just not a, a big fan. But you know what? Games that I hate sometimes I learn to love. Like I didn't I hated Walking Dead for the longest time. Um and I hate Walking Dead. <laughs> and then and then and then I learned how to, to play it well. And then yeah. I actually really like Walking Dead. I think it's a very unique pinball machine. It's not like any of the others. Um so you know what I, I I love most games. Um, And if I have a hate, it's usually kind of short lived. Yeah, I hope I get over my hate of Stargate. Everybody makes fun of me. I'm just, I'm upset with it because it took me out of the Space City Open and I've just been calling it hot garbage. I know inside that it is not hot garbage, but I'm calling it hot garbage until I get over it. So (laughs) until I find the next game that takes me out of a tournament. Yeah, just, just try and make friends with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right question number three what is your favorite pinball sound so this can be a sound package a theme song or a particular sound of mech mates um off the top of my head um it's the sound of a well-greased spinner 
<laughs> and and I like I like the I older like. machines. You know, I like the ding 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 ding. ding you know, um, mm-hmm. but mostly I like the sound of a spinner. Yeah, no, uh, that is actually my favorite sound as well. Ripping the spinner, yeah. um, particularly I love the one on Harlem Globetrotters. But just the, any spinner, I love yeah. any spinner. It's the yeah. best. See, you could be my sister from another mister. It happened. <laughs> All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass. This can be play field or cabinet art. Well, I think that Quicksilver has a beautiful back glass. Um, but I also really like um, Barracora. I think that game is beautiful. <gasps> that is a gorgeous game. That is definitely on my list of games I would like to have in my home collection someday. I yeah, love that game. It's so pretty. Yeah, no, that, that's a beautiful show. No one has said Barracora on Art Package yet. So you get bonus points for that one. I like it. Yay, All right. yay. Yay. All right. Next question. What is your grail pin? What is the one pinball machine that you would like to own that is out there? Or do you already own your grail and, and you have it in your collection at home? Well, <laughs> I mean, Quicksilver, there aren't that many out there. They're very difficult to find and own. So that is actually my grail pinball machine and I don't own one and I don't know if I ever will own one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely my grail. No, I, I like that one. I mean, it's an amazing game. So, and you're right. There aren't, I don't, I've seen one in, in the, the years I've been playing. So that, that is a tough one to find. So mm-hmm. excellent choice. Oh, All right. You. Question. Next question is what is your favorite pinball festival event or expo to attend and or play in? Oh, you know, you go to so many. (laughs) Well, it just seems so cliche to say Pinburg is my favorite tournament, but and and we usually say like besides Pinburg because that (laughs) seems to be the state. I feel like I'm going to amend this question because I think it was Dennis Creasel had called me out because I usually do say besides Pinburg because I know everybody's going to say Pinburg. What so if we take Pinburg off the the list besides Pinburg, what's your favorite? I really like the 24 hour sanctum battle, I think that's a whole lot of fun. How, how is that? Because we were talking about it and I get none of our guests had been on the, or been a part of the 24 hour battle. I like know that like about 3am, I'm just going to like, just fall down and just go to sleep. I mean, what, what kind of mental toughness does that take? I mean, is it just a pacing yourself, making sure you like are staying hydrated? Well, I mean, hydration is important in any tournament. Um, the thing about Sanctum is that, um, you know, when you play pinball, um, it really kind of revs you up and you have some adrenaline flowing. And so I don't have any trouble staying awake during the tournament um, at all. Um, it's mostly that I get to maybe hour 16 or hour 17 and the ball will drain and I'll just be so tired that I won't even care. You know, I just get a little, yeah, ap- done. I don't like, I just don't care. <laughs> I just get really apathetic after so many hours. Um, and the hardest thing about 24 hour battle is um, the recovery of your body after it's all over. It's not too bad, you know, during, um, cause you're playing pinball and you're having a good time, but um, your body just hates you for days after that's the hardest bit. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next question. This is question number one, two, three, four, five, six. I, I should have them numbered, but I don't. But it's question number seven. I think, yeah. Uh, question number seven. Who do you enjoy or whom would you most like to play head to head? 
Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> well, I'm the, there, there are certain great, great players of pinball um, that I would be thrilled to play with. Um, but one of my favorite people to watch is um, Daniele Acciari, and I've never played him head to head. And I think I would love that opportunity. Um, but man, there's just so many, there's so many people I want to play with, um, whether they're friends or, or people I don't even know. Um, I just, I just love to play at a high level. So. And Daniele's one of the greats. So. And yeah, yeah. And he's usually in Italy. So <laughs> I mean, our paths don't cross that often <laughs> and you have to, I mean, I, I'm certainly not at that level of play. Um, I, and I don't often get to um, play Bowen, and I would like to play, play Bowen more often. Um, but you know, he's a popular answer on the show. There's several several people who've come on um, have uh, have wanted to play Bowen Cairns, and he's such a nice guy. So, so I, you know, I just uh, I want to legitimately like get to a level where I can play those players. You know, yeah. Um, no, I completely understand. So, hey. I, I totally, you've got the mad skills to do it. So I totally see this in your future. Oh, I, I'm, I'm already seeing it right now. <laughs> I'm working on it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I, I see it a couple years. I'm totally, I'm like, yep, it's called it. I'm going to like replay this episode at that point. I'm like, see y'all, I told you. I told you sometime <laughs> we'll be here. She's, she's got the mad skills just right around the corner. I love it. All right, final question. And this is kind of funny considering what we were talking about earlier in the, the ladies' themes. But our final question, question number eight, is what is your dream theme? Um, what theme would you like to see come to life from a major pinball manufacturer? Okay, so I did actually give this a little bit of thought this morning. After I read the pin side thread, I was like, well, I'm a woman. What would I like? <laughs> and um, you know what? It was a really goofy idea. Um, but I really like fine art. And so I want like, um, like an impressionism, uh, styled pinball machine. Um, like a Monet or yeah, something exactly. of that nature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be really cool. Yeah. I could see that. Something pretty, you know, just something pretty. But of course it'd have to, as long as it has good shots. I mean, I don't want crap shots. <laughs> it, it, it must have good gameplay. No crap shots. So. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Gameplay is more important to me than, than what things look like any day. Oh my gosh, that is an excellent, excellent point. Well, again, Sunshine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, if anybody wanted to to follow you, are you on social media at all? Or do you do it? No, she's not, shaking her head, folks. I mean, not really. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, people can friend me if they want. But, um, but you know what? You guys just check out the leaderboards on the IFPA website. That's where you're going to see Sunshine Bond's name. <laughs> Checking check what she's up to. So, um, but again, Sunshine, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and for for sharing with us and, and spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for inviting me. I I've had a good time. Good, good. I'm glad. All right, folks. Well, um, we're wrapping up the show. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up this month. We're going to have a bonus episode where we sit down and round table with the Women's Advisory Board. Um, some of the uh, members are going to come down and, and sit down and chat with us. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've also got 
uh, Holly Kosikin, um, the whipped uh, champ from this year is going to be on the show as well. And um, yeah, lots of cool stuff coming on. So it is 2020 is coming out with a bang, you guys. And again, Sunshine, thank you for being a part of it. Um, if you have any questions about the show or if you'd like to see a woman featured on the show or just want to make comments, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, you can email the show, backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, for following and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!